0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Without My Sister, two sisters who've got it all together, who know what's going on and who can help you get it all together too. Before we get started on today's episode, just a little reminder that we now have a Patreon. So if you're enjoying the podcast and you would like to support us, you can sign up at patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister for $5 a month. And each and every week, you'll get a super exclusive patron-only bonus episode. But you'll also get our regular Tuesday episode early and without any ads. So if that sounds like fun for $5 a month, patreon.com slash Sister. Beatrice, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today, Rosemary, as two women who've got it all together, I thought we could talk about how did we know what led us to be so together in our lives? What are the things that we read and that we watched and that we... What what cultural tidbits did you pick up along the way that led you to where you are today? We're basically going to talk about the lies we were sold Correct. by fiction. Do you remember the lies we were told? I like that. Do you remember that that really weird Australian show called Round the Twist? Where it was like... Mm, Vaguely, now that you say that. The theme tune was, have you ever ever felt like this? How strange things happen. Are you going Going around around the the twist? Yeah. And there was this one episode where it was like the little boy or the family in it had some kind of weird magic that showed up randomly. And there was one episode where the little boy and all of his friends at school were having a competition to see who could pee the highest. And he managed to pee right over the wall of the boy's bathroom. And I remember believing that was possible. It, having a laugh. Is that like the most very young. obscure example ever? No, but I just, that literally just occurred to me this second that wasn't even in my mind. That wasn't one of the examples I had pre-prepared because you know, I like to do a lot of prep, prep, prep. God, I can't even say it. It's such a lie. I like to do a lot of prep and research ahead of these episodes. Well, I'm looking at my notes for this episode and one of them says, Anne of Green Tables. So <laughs> my <laughs> prep is also excellent. ridiculous typos sometimes. What? When, how <laughs> did that even? Man of green tables. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what sold me a lie. Coca-Cola. The Coca-Cola ads, all my life fed me this lie of like America was going to be full of Coke. No, like super it's that wholesome apple pie America. Like everybody's smiling. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like out, you know, there are water hydrants exploding everywhere and people are kind of dancing. And there's a lot of just like really good looking. Did you recently people? watch in the heights? No. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it yet. No. I feel like there are a lot of scenes in that where there are oh my god. people dancing well, around. Well, i better items. watch it because I feel like those were the ads for Coca Cola. For you know, and and it was. I was dying to get over here. I was like, oh my god, I am gonna. I mean, I, I apart from the else, I'd like to know like why I thought I was like I am gonna fit in so well. Why? Why would I think that with these positive, optimistic, outdoorsy <laughs> <laughs> people who love to live in sunlight? Yeah, you like sunlight? Well, you're very freckly. I, I like mean, I though. like this, but I mean, it wasn't like it was something I was doing. Was like living an active outdoor sunlighty life in Straff Strafen, County Kildare? No, oh, it's true. We did live right in front of a cemetery. We were more yeah. We were living in front of the cemetery. Surfers. Downstairs basically has no windows. It was dark, right? Sorry, just to clarify, we weren't like kept in a dungeon. Our house, we live upstairs, and then the downstairs is like the garage and my dad's workshop and the utility room. And there are some windows to the front, but it's like built into kind of a rock face so like there are no windows yeah like, nobody cares it was built I into just, a rock were face I making it sound like Joseph it Fritzl it like was the built. downstairs of our house had no how windows how dare you take that back poor dad it was built into it's a rock face about dad you listen that was the whole Joseph Fritzl I know I know anyway all that to say more like you know the Irish weather it wasn't like I was living out in this you know hanging out on a splash pad 94, 94 7 that's incorrect 24 7 <laughs> You know what the thing, interestingly, about Coca-Cola is that my memory, my main Coke memory, I mean, aside from the Christmas album with which I was obsessed and I was also like dying to see that Coke train, you know, the coca the holidays are coming to that, see that mm-hmm. train. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to see it someday. Like it exists. Oh my God, Rosemary, how did you manage to take the Coca-Cola theme tune and make it sound like a horror song there? Holidays are coming. <laughs> it's so <laughs> creepy. But the other bit is, you know, in Santa Claus the movie, my number one favorite Christmas movie. Where the girl... Is her name Annabelle or something? I can't remember. So she leaves a dinner out for the little homeless boy and she leaves out a can of Coke and she places it into the snow and kind of like twists it so that it sits perfectly in the snow. And I remember thinking, oh my God, Coke solves everything. Like give somebody a can of Coke and it will make everything better. But I I mean... I truly believe that. And also, any anytime I was upset and Dad gave me a can of Coke, I instantly cheered up. So that was a fact of well, my life. You know what? Thanks a lot, Dad. You, you're to blame for lots of things here and now. All my fillings. Did, precisely. I was about to say, did Annabelle leave a toothbrush beside that can of Coke? <laughs> no, she did not, Beatrice. <laughs> you you would actually have hated She left him a, a plate of like turkey oh, God, and potatoes now. and gravy all oh, over Oh, <laughs> gravy. I mean, seriously, have you watched this movie again with the, you know, the goggles of...
1: Like yes. mature age, and yes. is
0: Dudley Moore not just the most annoying? Yes. How did we watch this movie on repeat Man-child. so many times? Oh, and also, I watched the movie last year with with Brandon, and it was like halfway through when I went, "Oh my god, they are not real reindeer." <laughs> <You> actually, <laughs> know. no, and they're literally puppets, like they're puppet <laughs> reindeer, and I was like, so shocked. I, thought, I always thought they were real reindeer. Would it not be easier to get some trained reindeer? Do they exist? Well, at one point, one of the reindeer gets frightened and puts his ears over his eyes. So I think it would be hard to train a reindeer to do that. That's true. Well, back to me anyway, back to this. But, you know, then I also wonder now that I live in America and I find this outgoing effervescence so baffling. I'm like, why did I think that? Because like, I came over then for summer camp to be a camp counsellor, age oh, 19 yeah. And hang on, had the Adams Family values come out at that point? Because I feel like that was a fairly, that was probably a fairly accurate portrayal of camp because Wednesday Adams was such a little shithead in it. But Maybe. every other portrayal of camp I'd ever seen had been like, this is going to be the time of your life. Well, I mean, I did think this was going to be the time of my life. I was going to, I was going to be, I mean, I don't know how I thought that just getting on a plane and landing in a foreign country was going to transform me into one of the twins from Sweet Valley High. Sure. listen. Every time the calendar went from August 31st, <laughs> I had to just figure out how many days are in August. Every time the calendar went from August 31st to September 1st and like a new school year, I literally was, I was like, I'm a new woman. This year I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to be at all reactive to anyone. I'm going to be so laid back. I'm not going to put up my hand at any point. I'm not going to like offer unsolicited advice or unsolicited Opinions during any class Because I know that's annoying And literally September 1st I'd be like Miss do you not think I'm not going to organize Against my teachers No no I'm just going to be cool I'm going to be the chill cool girl I'm going to be so laid back All the boys are going to fancy gonna me be Everyone's going to want to be my friend you going to be Rayanne In my so-called life Oh yeah Yeah mm-hmm. But no I wasn't so I thought that No you nearly... weren't you were Brian the guy on the bike Oh my god I was <laughs> I was Brian the guy who never gave up on his dream <laughs> you were of being 100%. with Claire Danes <laughs> You were 100% you even had the same hairstyle <laughs> I still have the same hairstyle you absolute bitch Anyway go on so you thought you were going to land in America Yeah become somebody obviously totally Like else. Dorothy and Oz yeah, and like really fit in and, you know, wear short shorts. Got that. I got my fringe cut, right? So I, got, I fr- cut my fringe, oh, I not this. knowing that a, I mean, the humidity. a moron. Age 19, not age nine, right? But not just the humidity. Did I bring a hairdryer? No, it wouldn't have worked over here. It, good point. Did I buy a hairdryer? No. No. Like I was in these showers in the morning going, oh my God, my fringe is just pure frizz. And like, it was really short as well. I did one of those like pixie chicks, you know manic pixie dream girl it was cute though I thought it was cute when it was started it was was cute cute for two minutes it wasn't cute you're going to post a picture and it wasn't cute it was an absolutely awful look I also was wearing clothes that were like mildly librarian-esque no offense to any librarians but like negative stereotype of a librarian like super nerdy then this fringe and then I mean and then also like as an introverted reserved Irish person could not remotely, I mean, you're the opposite of that, right? Could not remotely get comfortable with everybody expressing themselves, singing songs, patting each other on the back, like holding hands, telling each other the deep, deepest, darkest secrets, put like talking about their feelings. I was like, this is hell. It actually was like the Coca-Cola. So maybe it wasn't a lie that I was sold, but it was more that I was telling myself the lie that I was going to enjoy it. Yeah, that you were going to become the Coca-Cola character when you got to Coca-Cola land. Yeah. And instead I was, I was still the ice cube. You know, but ice and coke go well together. No, never mind. I think it was actually being in choir in college that made me more comfortable with that kind of stuff. Because we all used to sing on the bus going everywhere. I remember the first time I was like, oh my, god, so embarrassing. Please, we all sang on the bus going everywhere as part of the choir too. But like, that's not the same thing. It's more like everybody just stands up and like talks about themselves. Everybody's dying to be like the center of attention. It's like any volunteers and no matter, like even with choir, you'd be like, yeah, okay, you know. Here it's like any volunteers. Yeah, yeah I'd like I to always talk volunteer me, and I always me. regret it. Do you? Well, I volunteer for things, and then I'm like, why am I the mug? No, I'm talking about volunteer to to stand up and talk I I about yourself as well. Yeah, you probably do. You probably do. You actually probably would have had a great time. Oh, but I'm so lazy. But no, it was really have. cultish as well. Like everybody had been there since they were eight or like five or whatever. You know, so they all knew like all the songs and the. The, the handshakes and the, like, it was very exclusive. If you hadn't been there, you were kind of. And had a lot of the, of the camp crew. counselors been there yeah, as they'd all campers? There. That's what I mean. They'd all been there oh. since they were like five. They'd grown up there and they'd all been, you know, they were all obviously besties. So you and you are the foreigner going like, okay. Would you send Nash to camp or any of your kids? Like if they wanted to I go? Mean, if they wanted to go, yeah. Would you? Yeah. Away for like two or three weeks? I mean, if they wanted to go. I mean, I'd miss them, but I'd let them go. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very conflicted about it. Why? Just about, I don't know, sending your kids off to be, like, h- hopefully looked after really well by other people. But I think it's a lot of trust and it's a lot of risk. And I listen to so many podcasts about, like, just this stuff being terrible and kids being treated really badly and, you know, kind of all these things. But like can't, if you, I know, can't I your kids anything. call you? But I, no, what I'm worried is, can't your kid like, wouldn't you say, call me if you hate it and I'll come and get you? Well, are you allowed to make calls? Well, of course you're allowed to make calls nowadays. They, well, could like, they all have a cell phones, sure. Yeah, but I'm sure in the gweilducts you're not allowed to have your phone. I'm sure if you want to go to the to the office and say I need to speak to my mother, you'd be allowed to make a phone. Well, call. I was allowed when I was in the gweilduct. Once a week, you're allowed to make a call. Okay. Well, I'm sure in that week they could call and say come and get me, and you would come and get them. What I mean is, I'm sure there are. Mm. I'm sure, like, I think it's different if you don't feel comfortable telling your parents you're having a terrible time, or if you don't feel like. I think there's a lot of different things wrapped up in there. Yeah, I'm wondering, I mean, I think I told mom and dad I was having a terrible time, but like... Yeah, mom, I I called was mom and dad crying it, it was from off, the like, camp in America and they never came to get me. I, they, they were like, oh, it sounds terrible. Mom says now, it was so upsetting. You were always so upset. And? Maybe they thought it was going to build character. It was going to toughen you up. probably did. I mean, it probably did, you know. You, this too shall pass. But I mean, did when you went to the Igualdic, like you had a terrible time, but like, wasn't it grand? Would you, would you not? I mean, does it need to be palatial for your child to enjoy it no 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 and I mean it wasn't that it was palatial it was just that I then for the last like week and a half I felt really bullied by the principal guy remember who had like yeah kind of screamed at me in his office for being the only one in an entire room of students speaking English allegedly as if I was the only one well I would talk to also, as if he thought you were the only one he obviously just hated you I probably did I'd say I'm a lot serious. of <laughs> I know I'd say, say I was you? I'd say I was fairly annoyed I was, I was very precocious Another thing that I really believed from the movie Fly Away Home was that someday when dad finally finishes gyro I would fly it myself on my own but like as a 12 year old Nothing stopping you for, Oh No no as a child well, like, As a child You know I'll tell you though from Escape to Witch Mountain I've never seen that Oh my god Well I haven't seen the one with The Rock which I plan to watch because why not The Rock right No, the old... I used to watch it obsessively. I was obsessed with the idea of flying. And these two kids were a bit more like Wonder Woman. They didn't really do very convincing flying. They more just like levitated up in the air and then kind of... Oh, not in a plane. They just flew. flew. Yeah, they flew. Oh, flew. I had so many dreams about flying. I was obsessed with flying. And I was like, I was convinced someday I was going to actually fly, right? And I mean, I I still dream about flying but not half as often. I used to love those dreams and they were so exciting and I'd be so disappointed to wake up. But like my life has actually gone so far downhill that last night I was telling you this. I had a long, long, long dream in which I flicked through the Irish folklore and just (laughs) spelled Irish words. (laughs) This was my dream. I was like, oh, I didn't know Boher was spelled B-O-T-H-A-R. B-O, father. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a father there instead of here. Literally, this was my two-hour dream, and I woke up and I was so annoyed with myself. What wasting, a waste of a dream! Could have been time. about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and instead <laughs> it was about the folklore. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Like seriously, have you How seen? Um, boring. Have you seen Fighting with My Family? Speaking of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, no, it's very good. We, we watched it the other day. It's a movie about indie wrestling and about this brother and sister who decide to try out for, or who who get picked to try out for the WWE. But it's actually very good. Florence Pugh is in it and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Nick Frost and other people. It's good. Okay. And what's that got to do with what you thought you were going to be when you grew up? I was just thinking of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Do so you think I'll you are going to be a wrestler? No, but um, on the topic of sports, I did think, like, I remember when I watched Buffy that I was literally like, someday now when I get around to it, I'm going to get really fit and I'm going to be able to do that thing where, you know, when she's lying on the ground and she just flicks her legs up and is standing. It's like, I'm going to be able to do that someday. You know that James Marsters could do that. So he did a lot of his own stunts. Okay. But Buffy couldn't. Great. Now you did You did get really fit at one point. I still couldn't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, could you not? Why not? No, I couldn't even do a handstand. I don't know that you were the, like, You were very fit, but I don't know that you were super flexible, were you? No, no I was very strong, but I yeah. don't even know that I was very fit. Like I wasn't very aerobically fit. I wouldn't have you been running anywhere. You were very fit. You were on the stupid... What are you talking about? You're on the Peloton nonstop for hours on end. Yeah, but the Peloton running is different. Rosemary, running's your idea of aerobically run. fit and the average person's idea of aerobically fit, you were very fit. But... Let's go back to you have very short arms. Maybe that's why you couldn't jump up like that with your legs. What the fuck? My arms are, are you <laughs> saying my arms are short? My arms are, are my arms short? My arms your are, appendages, are totally Your appendages are rather solid. Maybe that's what? the lack of flexibility. <laughs> Do you actually think this? Are you Are just breaking this to me now live on the podcast? My appendages are very short. I said solid. I said solid. How dare you? They're just not bendy. I wouldn't look at you and think there goes a bendy person. I wouldn't look at anybody and think there goes a bendy person But I would look at you and think there goes an asshole So maybe that's worth something Do you think you're very flexible? I mean No <laughs> I used to be able to put my hands under my feet When I was doing yoga tw- Which I realise now was 20 years ago I'm always like I just need to get back to that level of fitness But that was like I was 23 I think I can still put my hands under my feet even while Can movement. you? Yeah I think so No you can't I think so Your think full hand under your feet yeah, do you want me to try? Yeah, right no. I do actually. Okay. You Let's can you it. can narrate. Okay. okay. Rosemary's taking I just off just the step headphones. Away from the microphone. Taking off the headphones. Her eyebrows have raised up into her head in a super smug and kind of supercilious fashion. No, it's called it's called worry. It's she says it's called worry, but I don't okay. She's bending now. She's she's limber. she's getting limber. The arms are stretching. She looks her, her oh, her arms are quite long actually. Now Rosemary, your feet are supposed to be your legs are supposed to be Rosemary, are you having a laugh right now? <laughs> <laughs> Then what's the problem? You bent your knees. Oh, knees. Your Pregnant knees were entire, Your knees were entirely bent as you put your hands under them there. She bent her knees, and, wi- knees. And, and widened her stance by two feet. Yeah, go on. Hands all the way under. No, no all the way under. Pregnant. Not just the, not just the tips Pregnant. you... I get the tips of <laughs> my fingers on my hands more than a lot of people. On one of my feet. <laughs> Look, I can put my hands... Almost well okay. My She's actually a lot more... Oh, no, your knees were bent there. My knees were not bent, my legs were soft You're not supposed to overextend your knees My knees were not bent Your knees were bent my knee- Rosemary, soft and bent are two different things Oh my god You do it Okay Step away from the microphone Okay Sorry, sorry audience Rosemary's getting quite heated about this <laughs> I mean I just didn't know I was like performing for the fucking American Olympics coach where She's like your, yeah, your knees are slightly you're bent Your hands need to be said let me get up Will I do it And, like and I did it Keep your toes flat on the ground, please. Toes flat on the ground. What? You did not keep your toes flat on the ground. I'm pregnant. That's there's, there's a margin. There's a margin yeah, with pregnancy. Irrelevant. You're not supposed to be locking out your knees. That's what I'm telling you. There you go. I did it. You're, listen. My yoga, my yoga coach said you're supposed to have your leg, leg straight. you yeah, but not locked. No, you're not supposed to your knees locked out. There's a difference. Stop annoying me. Anybody. Stop annoying me. Anybody. Rosemary, there's, if, if soft means bent, then you did a great job. Now, let's move on. So... Let's talk about the sport. You know what? I did think I would be a really good competitive swimmer one day because I wanted those really wide shoulders. Really? You know the way, swimmers have like lovely yeah. broad shoulders. Your shoulders are very broad. No, they're not remotely broad. <laughs> <laughs> if my appendages are solid, then your shoulders are broad. Okay. That's, You're built like that's a to, tank. That's to shoulder all of the stress that comes with you and my kids. <laughs> the burdens uh, of the life. The burden, that's right. So, w- but, but, but what was your belief that you'd be a great swimmer based on in fiction? It was based on the fact that once I managed to dive into the pool and it was not bad. Oh my God, do you remember Abigail tried to teach me to dive in Turkey and I I dived in one day and I did my stroke too quickly and banged my nose on the bottom of the pool. And then like all the tan on my nose, I had a big cut and all the tan on my nose peeled off and I had this big pink... Do you not remember this? You have a terrible time in the I sea am, and in, in I have, water. Listen, in, in an I am very body. accident prone. I actually am. Do you remember? Like I literally went next door to get the takeaway menu and broke my arm in two places. <laughs> I can't. get are, are you telling me the way? Are you telling me that you did the stroke like right down to the bottom? Yes. You and bashed my head you off the didn't. bottom. Turn. You're, lucky. No, you're lucky I'm alive. You didn't turn or anything like that. No, I didn't. I didn't start to swim up until it was too late. No, no wonder you're so strict at the pool with the kids. Stop it. Get away from the edge. Oh, no diving. Oh my Very God. Very dangerous. Well, what else? Let me think. What oh, else? Sorry, boarding schools. Oh yeah, boarding schools. That's a good one. Ina Blyden had us convinced. Oh, I was dying to the go to boarding school. Oh, oh, sorry, you know what the other thing is? I was raging the Clongos was for boys only. <laughs> I mean, and unaffordable. <laughs> Do you remember Mallory Towers? They had a pool cut out of the cliff's edge that filled with seawater, but that was no. like... Yeah, yeah. So so like in Mallory Towers, they used to talk about this like... I mean, I think it's indicative of my priorities that all I remember are the midnight feasts. Oh my God, the midnight feasts, the ginger beer. Yeah, they sounded amazing. Yeah, the ginger beer. I was obsessed with them as well, but... They had this pool cut out of the rocks that was like, so it would fill with with, with seawater, and that's where they would do it their swimming. But I Jeez, had never been full of snapping turtles. Oh, stop! I had never been to the forty foot, and I was convinced this is what the forty foot was. I was convinced it was an actual pool cut out of the rocks in Deliri. And I remember the first time I went to the forty foot, I was like, "What? Where's? <laughs> but where's the actual forty foot? Like, where's the forty foot pool? I thought it was a pool that was forty feet long. Did you ever get into the forty foot? Yeah, Kira and I went about four years ago with Quillon, and it was terrible because Quillon hates being on the leash. But, like, so we brought her and let her off. And then these L1s were like, your dog has to be on the leash. So we had to put her on the leash and spend the entire time barking. And then we had to go in, we had to swim separately because one person had to stay with Quillon to, to, to try and keep her mouth Isn't shut. So it was good practice to have for having a baby. Oh, my God, true. And then, oh, my God, it took me so long to get in. And literally, I was like, like, tentatively. Shuddering down the steps, and I had to keep getting back up to let old people go by. It's like, no, no, you go first. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> and then I eventually got in. I'm terrible at getting into the sea, though. I mean, I'm not great at getting into the pool. You're not when it's great, cold. and you, you, the sense of humor as well, like entirely evaporates. Oh, I know, yeah. Do, do not splash do me. Do not splash me. Yeah, get if you gets. splash me, I'm getting out. Yeah, yeah. And the pork, I don't know why they care. They should be like good riddance. They're dying for you to get in. They love you. I know, but like, why? I'm no fun in the pool. Uh, you're, you're, like, you're freezing. Or you're a great crack. But yeah, it took me, I mean, I got in, I'd say I got in for approximately 10 seconds and then took a photo for Instagram. I was like, sea swimming's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then immediately was out again. Well, no, I just, I think I always wanted to be good at a sport, you know, so like uh, swimming yeah. seemed like the, the least unlikely because run, anything that involved running or moving on your legs on the ground <laughs> was basically out for me. I mean, I wasn't terrible at volleyball, but like, I wasn't good either. You good at badminton? No, I mean, I wasn't good. Were oh, you not? I mean, no. I just like I, I played so it, but I wasn't actually ever good. because huh. again, you have to be speedy. You have to get, oh, you have get to get that shuttlecock in time. And I was always like, oh, I'm 14 feet away from it. I'm did, running at the top speed and my lungs will allow me to. I did a tennis course, like a, a, a tennis p- camp, one summer. Like not a camp, but you know, like you went every morning for an hour and a half or something. I was crap. I was already, right, I was already right hitting the ball. If it was hit directly at me, if it went even a foot to the left of the right, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get that. Do you think you lazy? actually like, would have enjoyed gonna... being in boarding school? I don't know. My friend Kira was in boarding school and she loved it. But then oh. I have heard so many stories of people who were like, oh my God, I hated it. I was so miserable. I wanted to come home all the time. I was really lonely, blah, blah, blah. But she, she absolutely loved it. She yeah. was in boarding school in somewhere in Westmeath with nuns and yeah, she still loved it. Julie's sister also went to boarding school and absolutely loved it as well. I don't know. Would I have liked? I think no. like I gather she was sent like semi as a punishment to like get her in an order, and then she absolutely loved it, which was not what they were expecting. I mean, obviously they didn't want her to be miserable, but yeah, they, it yeah. was real like now she's going to learn like how to behave herself, and she was just more like this is amazing. <laughs> no, I don't think I would have liked it because I think I don't like I don't like organized fun. You know what I mean? Unless you were doing the organizing. <laughs> no, no, I like to organize and then I like to stay home send yeah, everyone that's true. else. <laughs> Do you think you would have liked it? No, I would have absolutely hated it. I hate, I hate anything organized. I hate being yeah, told. do. God, you hate a timetable. I table. hate, I hate a timetable. I would hate to be told. I hate knowing what I'm going to eat. Like, I hate knowing oh, yeah, any yeah. of these things. And they do have like Fridays, this food. Yeah. 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 Do you remember mom No, I hate knowing what I'm going to eat and I hate knowing when I'm going to eat. Like, even <laughs> yesterday, mom was like, are oh, we going to have mac and cheese? And I was like, oh, God, I'd hate to know that. I mean, it's more like I get up for dinner and I go, what do I cook? I'd hate to be like, oh, tonight. you know, when you say maybe we'll have this for dinner, like as soon as we're finished breakfast, you say, what do we have for lunch? What do we have for dinner? And I'm like, oh, stop, like, stop. You're such a weirdo. I know. Yeah. I like a plan, but like, I do, but I don't like, I mean, I think I would hate the idea of, okay, on Thursdays for two hours, we do drama and we do this and we do that. And it seems like boarding school, in my mind anyway, is very regimented and there's not that much time where it's literally like, do whatever you want. You know what I mean like sit down read a book go for a nap go for a nap like Go story for my a life nap. I'm pretty sure that's it's not on their time. list at all. <laughs> Babies can lie down now. What else? I'm trying to think there's there're probably loads of things like well yeah there are loads of movies I think kind of rom-coms that definitely made me think don't like if a man seems like he's not interested in you persist. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> like, what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think like, ugh. I just think there's, there was like a lot of like, oh, he's a commitment phobe or. I'll tell you that movies definitely made me think that, you know, just being sarcastic and kind of barbed and witty, like was the way to go. Oh no. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, be the, be the funny one who like, who's good with the put downs because like men love that. They'll come flocking back for more of that. You're like, no, they do not. They literally go, what a bitch. Where's the easy one with the long hair? Oh, that's true. And I shaved my head. At I 13, also shaved my so head. Long. Yeah. And then I, I remember I was like hanging out with a gang of guys, many of whom I fancied in Italy. And they were all like, oh, God, nothing better than a girl with extremely long hair, like Rapunzel-esque hair. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know why they're telling me this. <laughs> They're just playing hard to guess. No, Yeah, I was real like, they're, they're not telling me this because they don't fancy me and because they consider me one of the lads. They're telling me this because they're willing to wait for me to grow my hair to that length. I mean, also, yeah, I think I was definitely duped into thinking that like being friends with loads of boys or like trying to befriend the boys would get you in with them in a romantic way. You know what I mean? And it didn't really, didn't work like that for me. I mean, I just think it's so stupid, right? It's like being friends with boys will lead to something else. Well, like, maybe we should just be like, you know, be friends with these boys. Yeah. Uh, that's like, enough. Yeah. But like, why? Yeah. Why not be friends with everyone? Like, yeah. I was definitely my entire aim from the age of
1: four, six,
0: <laughs> 16. No, from the age of whatever. Like, listen, irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> my entire aim it's for my entire account. life was to like find boys who might fancy me and make them fall in love with me. Yeah, like it Regardless, never really occurred to me to want to be friends with a with Sorry, someone. For it the never sake of even being really occurred to you. Do you like these boys? Oh are no, are you no, in no. love with that? These was boys? that was irrelevant yeah. as well? Yeah, that was just like so once ridiculous. someone fancied me, I was like, well, that must mean something. Yeah, you're also like score, like yeah, achieved, tick achievement status, two gold stars. That's oh so embarrassing. So, embarrassing. I mean, it's just though like indicative of you know the the way. And I, honestly nothing to do with mom and dad Like the way we measure self-worth You know nothing to do with mom and dad Like where did it come from We were literally living in the middle of nowhere I can't blame TV We had two TV channels RT1 and 2 The least, sexy. To, I Glenrow, yeah, the, I the least sexy I wasn't allowed to watch Glen Glenrow Yeah I wasn't allowed to watch Row either The least sexy I wasn't allowed to watch Twin Peaks I've never seen Twin Peaks No I mean I wasn't allowed to watch it Like literally I mean also How did How did mom and dad not appreciate how obedient we were and how lucky they were? If I say to my kids, don't watch this, they're like, all right. And then just do whatever they want. (laughs) We were great. We We were were the absolute absolute best. The absolute best. So anyway, back to RT1 and 2. The radio, nothing sexy ever said in Ireland, right? Like, where did we get this from? Because... I mean, not, I was even thinking, you know, we were not brought up to think about how you look or like as absolutely mom's like still going. I mean, you'd be lucky if you've got some conditioner. That wasn't a priority. Not a picture in the house, not a mirror in the house, I realized until years later. Yeah, yeah. Like not I think a full length. I think, I think we had to like basically go, can we buy a full length mirror? Yeah. Can we get it? Yeah. There's not a full length mirror. There's a full length mirror on the back of mom and dad's bedroom. that a is A full length mirror for mom who's five foot two. Yeah, that's about. Five years old, like way, okay, 10, but ten, like yeah. was not there when I was growing up. Yeah. like And you'd know from the photos. Uh, well, you know, that's extremely hurtful, but you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it must be from culture. You know what I mean? It's like, it's from the books we were reading. It's from, oh, sorry, sidebar. I also believed that if there was a nuclear war from Children of the Dust, I believe that if there was a nuclear war, we would all become telekinetic. That'd be amazing. I know. <laughs> that would be amazing. I I'd know. love that. It'd be so cool. But yeah, that was that was a great book, and you probably believed from Robert Cormier that you'd like to be invisible for no, a second, and then absolutely hate it. not. Sounded I read that book, and I was like, "What's it called?" Um, fade. fade. Read that book, and I was like, "Absolutely no thanks. Would never like to be invisible. Oh, all the superpowers—that's someone I will give back. Thanks." Yeah, sounds great until it's not. Yeah, don't want to read yeah. anybody's mind. Don't want to be invisible. I'd like to be able to fly. <laughs> I think it was all from culture, though. Like. If I think about the things that I read over, so as soon as I discovered Louise Bagshaw, i from from about the age of like 12 or 13, I think when I first read Louise Bagshaw, I was like, the aim in life is to be successful so that you can use that success to find a man. The aim of life is to be cool so that you can use that coolness to find a man. Like all of it was literally like, I just want to find a, I just want to find a man, settle down with a man, find a man who loves me. And also Beauty and the Beast made me think that if a man's really mean to you, it's because he's afraid of his feelings. <laughs> it's because deep down he knows he's he's in love with you, and his his rose bush is there shedding blooms like nobody's business, and he's in a panic. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> so basically, any man who behaves any way, ignore it because secretly he's in love with you. Or if he's not, you can make him. Be. Or he wants to be. He just doesn't know. He it will yet. be. Yeah. I yeah. do not know how the, the lies they fed you Is right The, self, the self-belief the self so, The lies we told ourselves I know I'm more amazed by the fact that I think I was more like the, Any man who treats you anyway Does not Nor will he ever Love you Meanwhile you're on the other side going It's just a matter of when Yeah I was like It's just a matter of time I'd be like looking at them going You'll get there <laughs> <laughs> Actually ridiculous I know And like based on absolutely nothing I mean like Listen I am i have I've a great personality. I'm a great person. But like... Dead modest as well. Absolutely so modest. So what else? Humble. Um, you could even say. Any books that you read that, you know, set the you up? Children of the Dust and Louise Bagshaw. Okay, good one. Any books that you read that set you up thinking that life would be different than it is? I mean, so probably Louise Bagshaw again. No, but like a lot of books that I read made me think that in my... That your 20s is the time that everything kind of comes together. Like your mid-20s that mm-hmm. I would have... A, not just a job, but a career and a, and a very clear career path set out in front of me. A clear life go- clear life goals. Yeah, that yeah. I would have a house that I owned and was paying a mortgage off on by 26, 27. Mm-hmm. And also that I would be able to buy clothes in brown top, that I'd be buying like ghost shift dresses. And I would be buying them in size eight oh, yeah. maximum. Well, that's no, me. I mean, that's me. that's I thought me. I'd be buying them in 10 to 12. I was thinking in eight because I was going to be so starved and delighted with myself. Okay. What about, did you ever read Caitlin Moran? What was her book? Caitlin Moran, How to Be a Woman. Yeah. Did you ever read that? Think, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Now, because I do think like, I, I think about Anna Green Tables, etc. <laughs> right. And like what they didn't explain to me, many things that it was a different century, but they didn't explain to me that like life is much more speedy. Life speeds up. Do you know what I mean? Like not just like you're so busy. Like yeah. by any of these books, you go home and what was her name? Aunt Martha, Aunt Bertha, whatever her name was, was always sewing. She'd always just baked a pie. And like she seemed to have endless time to be counselling Anne on what she should be doing with. What was his name? Rupert. I whatever his don't name remember was. a thing about these books. I read right. them like and I watched the show as well, I think, but I don't remember anything. OK, good. Good. Tables have turned finally, but except I got all their names wrong. And but like now I'm going, I've no time. I was I was. Filling in this online questionnaire, like which type of eater are you? Are you a fuel eater? You eat just for fuel. Are you a fun eater? You eat because you love food. Are you a that's fog me. eater? You eat mindlessly. I was like, no, I'm an eater who eats. I'm a, I'm an overly busy eater. I don't have time to like really prep my or milk. Maybe I should have. I know. I know. Rosanne, your choice, cousin Roseanne will be listening, going like, well, that's just your choice. You need to be more organized. Agreed. But like on my list of priorities. It ends up going, like, I open the fridge and I go, what's in here? Versus I've planned this, I've planned that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a very planful eater. But, like, I don't think I'm any of those things either. So I was going, I just don't know that anybody except maybe, is that how you pronounce your name, Catelyn? I think so, yeah. I think, like, she's the first one who was like, you can't have it all. It's a myth. You know, this idea of, like, to your point, if you do this, then you'll get this. If you get your career under control, then, like, and it also suggests that so many things are there for you to control. When, in fact... So few things are actually within your control, you know. Even your job—will you keep your job? Will your next boss like you? Will you know? So many of these things are nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's will kind circumstances of, change in yeah. your life that you suddenly start thinking, you know, what? I don't love this job enough to spend. Will there be a global a pandemic? Do you know what I mean? Like these things are with are like outside of our control. So mm. a lot of it is a myth of you know you have the ability to shape this. You can shape you can shape how you react to things, as people say. You can manifest it. Mm-hmm uh, That's, I actually have I, I keep meaning to write a whole piece About how that's such bullshit Well I find it really annoying I mean Certain people believe it's true But anyway, I, you know I was kind of going like None of this stuff prepared me for The actual reality Of life Yeah Like that you There's so much going on Like and you're juggling so many things And looking after so many people As Don said today Looking after six people Including yourself Including your partner Including your kids, you know And then Like Where's the... A dog, a cat, eight frogs. Oh a fish. God, a fish. What's the fish's name? Fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a garden that's being chomped on by deer. Oh, and rabbits. And rabbits. You know, and it's just like, those are the things that I don't feel anybody, there was any prepper like, so should I say, that was the big lie. That so much yeah. of these things are controllable and that there's an outcome that can be guided by you. Yeah, and... I think that like that there's a sense of like everything in its place like you know everything will work out as long as you do x and you do y and you do this I suppose kind of the idea that like when you're grown up you will own a house and you will be able to pay that mortgage and you will be able to pay your bills and you will have some things that you like and you will work a certain like a set number of hours a week and you will have kids and your kids will go to school and the bins will get put out either by you or by your partner and this will happen and this will happen without any sense of like you have to do all this shit. You know what I mean? Like without really impressing upon you, like you actually need to find the time in your day to make all these other things happen. That but don't even just... if you do, other stuff can still oh, yeah. happen. You know, yeah, this and like half this, is... of this shit isn't going to get done. But that's also like all going the absolute most positive. Like, you know, yeah. mental health isn't nobody's really sick. a factor. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nobody's in like massive yeah. medical debt. Nobody's in massive, Yeah, you know, it's college not, debt. It's not all Coca-Cola smiles and exploding faucets. Although maybe it is Exploding actually... Exploding what? Those things. What things? Water things. Oh, uh, f- hydrants. Yeah, fire hydrants, yeah. <laughs> Faucets. Faucets, your tap. Faucet. A faucet is fine, Rosemary. I don't say faucet. Do you say faucet? Yeah, I say a faucet. Good for you. Faucets is the circus. I know what faucet is, Rosemary. F-O-S-S-E-T. I get that. Thank you. Stop Stop correcting my pronunciation When this morning. I definitely heard you, heard you having a massive American twang as you... Come over here, cutie. And I said nothing because I'm just that kind of person until right now when I had to throw it back in your face. (laughs) I said nothing because I don't hold things against people until the right moment. I don't, exactly. I keep them in my arsenal of petty little bitchy things. (laughs) I can't believe you think I have short arms. I know. I said solid. Um, First, you said short. I meant solid. It's a five letter word, starts with an S. Oh, yeah, okay. I was like, solid has more than five letters. Oh, my God. I'm very tired. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Thank you all so much for putting up with us. What fictional, what fictional reality. I mean, I also thought Jurassic Park was possible. I know, I know. That would be amazing, actually. And also terrifying. I mean, listen, if I don't want any of these frogs in the back garden, I really don't want a T-Rex, but... Would you go to Jurassic Park to think it was real? Absolutely not. Have a laugh. I no, but still, I mean, you haven't seen the movie. Absolutely not. I'm still terrified of those velociraptors in the kitchen. <laughs> but what I mean is if, You know If you'd never seen those movies And somebody yeah. was just like Oh my god This amazing Development in science There's this safari park And you can see dinosaurs I think you would go I would go Absolutely not Amazing I'd like, I, I would risk your life and limb I mean maybe I would go And no, I'm saying that Absolutely not Maybe I would I think we all know That like my my um, Extreme statements are, Can immediately be backtracked Yeah and also I feel like If you hadn't seen Jurassic Park You would have no real sense Of the danger of this a T-Rex! I literally just read the other day that they've now decided that T Rexes were extremely speedy animals, whereas before they've kind of oh, they laid had them, them out as, like as a clunk. bit lumbering. Yeah. yeah. Now plunk, they're saying plunk, like plunk. no, they were speedy like a gazelle. Oh, so that's more terrifying. Yeah, even if their little tiny arms are cute. I don't think I would think <laughs> they were cute up close. So I would say no, but then I mean I'd go on a safari, but like a giraffe's not gonna eat me. No, your head's too big. Vinny's learned to open the front door like a velociraptor with his claw. It's very creepy. The cat can open the back door, Rosemary. (laughs) Okay, like, I think... The cat opening the back door is so funny, though. It's almost like he's like burrowing at the side of it and then eventually flicks it open. You know what, actually, that's a good point, though. If the cat and the dog can find their way out, why would we think that a dinosaur could not immediately find its way out and kill us? Oh, wait, that's a movie. It's already been made. I'm not going. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. You can get us on... Instagram at Not Without My Sister, email us at at gmail.com or check out our website maybe at the end of August when it's been updated, notwithoutmysis.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie.